Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, I am joined by Steve. Benny is not here. He did text me his picks. He said he was going to be here. He made us wait three hours to record the episode and ultimately did not show up. But I have his picks. His picks are in. Uh, He's just a real piece of garbage sometimes. I love the man, but uh, he is a piece of garbage sometimes. So in this podcast, obviously, we do our week seven picks. Can you believe it's week seven already? A lot of good football games. A lot of not-so-good football games on the slate this weekend. Uh, We also touch upon the Deshaun Watson trade rumors, and I'm going out on a limb here, but I believe when you hear this podcast, I'm guessing, I could be very wrong, but I'm guessing when you hear this podcast tomorrow, Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, Deshaun Watson will have been traded. If he isn't, I'd be surprised with all the um, talks ramping up. It would be surprising if he was not traded before tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon. So, okay, without further ado, here is Stephen, not Benny. Okay, so right now I'm with Steve. Uh, Let me just tell you a little background of what was happening. So last night, we usually recorded on Tuesday nights. We all spaced because of the beginning of the NBA season, and then it became like 10 o'clock, and I was like, oh my God, we forgot. So... I'm like, can we do it tomorrow? Benny says, can't do it tomorrow, going on a date. And I'm like, when does that end? Like, we can do it later. We stay up pretty late. Doesn't get a text back. So I'm like, screw Benny. Uh, I'm done. We, we, have, we have based our schedule around his schedule because we've been trying to make it easier for him. He has no idea how to manage time. I don't know how he is an employee in corporate America with his time management. I don't know how he gets to work. I have no idea how he lives life the way he does. It makes no sense. So anyways, I'm already assuming Benny's going to ditch the podcast today. Uh, He has ditched it, just as you could tell by listening that I have not said hello to Benny. Steve's here. Of course, Steve's here. The old trusty Steve. Yeah, the old trusty Steed. But Benny, okay, listen, I was calling Steve, I called, I called uh, Steven and I said, hey, do you want to do it at like 2.30? Uh, I have time now. Right now, by the way, just to give people an update, it's 5.50. So it's three and a half hours, give or take 10 minutes uh, from when I wanted to record. I called Benny and I said, hey, Benny, can you just text me your picks? Because I don't think you're going to make it anyways. And he's all like, no, I'm at work, man. Give me, give me three hours and I'll be ready. And I said, you'll, you'll join the Zoom, right? Of course, he didn't join the Zoom. We waited till 5.30. Uh, I call him, I FaceTime him. He's in a fit of rage that he's getting ready to go on this date. I don't even know why he's going on a date if he's in this mood, but then he gives me his picks. So I will be reading out Benny's picks. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how long I want to keep him on the pod, okay? But we're going to keep him on because people like him. He's a doofus. Uh, The lack of research he does is actually fascinating uh, that he's able to have about a 500 record. No, he's not even close to 500. He's 42, 49, and three. So actually it makes sense that he's this bad at picking. Um, well, okay. So that's enough. Uh, <laughs> that's enough background information. How are you doing, Steven? You doing good? One sec, can you end it? Uh, no, okay. You can, uh, you can, we'll let you wash your hands. Uh, Steve just got home from the gym. See, even when he's doing stuff, he's able to get on the Zoom. Benny could get on the Zoom during the date. That'd be a great date, okay? Who wouldn't want to go on a date during a podcast? That's amazing. That's good content right there. Of course, Benny doesn't care about the content. He's just a jackass. So, sorry, Steve. Um, are you okay now to talk, or are you still washing hands? You're doing, ah, you know what? Oh, you're good. How about that? How are you doing? Good, good. Good awesome. Benny's not here now. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's, it's a pleasant, pleasant, pleasant day of picks. So... This is a pretty good week for football, as is every week. 
Um, these lines are pretty big. I think Vegas is sick of people teasing <clears throat> and um, yanking their chain. Vegas always wins. So they're going to move the lines accordingly so they can get a better, better average going forward. So these lines are pretty big. Ready? <clears throat> Thursday night, tomorrow. Denver at Cleveland. Cleveland is a two-point favorite. They are without Baker Mayfield. They are without a couple of their linemen. They're without Nick Chubb and, uh, and Kareem Hunt. Odell might not play. This looks like the team from hell that the 49ers were last year, where everybody was on them preseason. Uh, injuries just destroy their year. Now, Baker's not out for an extended period of time. He would have probably played if this game was on Sunday, but um, it's good that they're resting him. So we got, we got yeah. Browns by two still. They're still a two-point favorite. Now, part of me, part of me thinks they win this game. I don't have really a reason to think that with all the injuries, except for that Denver's just actually a pretty bad team. Now, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick the Broncos, though, okay? I don't think I could trust Case Keenum uh, personally. He hasn't played much lately. The, the biggest thing, though, is they're without the two running backs. Now, I picked up Dearness Johnson in our league. I actually meant to we – uh, we do free agency budget acquisition, acquisition budget or whatever. So we start with yeah, 100 virtual, yeah, virtual <laughs> currency for those that don't know. And uh, I meant to bid three to get uh, Johnson – to be my flex this week. I ended up using one third of my, uh, one third of my budget. So whoopsies, but I, he might help me win. So if I win this week, yeah. then it's all worth it. Honestly, but if you would have put in three, I put in 22 for him. Oh, okay. Well then I guess I'm happy. I got him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't think it was a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't want Ty or any of the people with zero. That's what I was doing. Well, cause I was playing, I'm playing Paquin and he has both of the running backs for the Browns. So I just wanted to take that from him just to get a free dub this week. I'm surprised he didn't pick him up. He has a hundred. He has his full amount still. Yeah. He could use, he should use 70, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I have the Broncos. You have the Broncos. Yeah. Benny has the Broncos. the Broncos and Benny has the Broncos. I'm mainly taking them too. Cause the double quarter, a double running backs out. Odell might not play. Landry's hurt. Their tight ends are banged up. I think everyone on the team is short week. I think the Broncos, this could just be a game they could squeak out. It's still going to be a tough game because their defense is so great, but I think I trust Teddy over Chase Keenum. Yeah, that's kind of the way I'm looking at it too. And okay, the coin. So I forgot to do this before, but here are the records. I'm 49-43-3. and three. Last week was kind of brutal for me, a 6-8 and eight week. Benny, with the uh, with the stinker of the season, a little four and ten ski. Okay, forty two, forty nine, and three now. Steve, you had a you had a six and eight week like me. You're forty six, forty five, and three. Tre- treading water, keeping pace, four games back. And the coin, the new picker, ten and four. The pesky coin. Wow. Okay, we're flipping the coin. Ready? Heads is the Browns. Tails is the Broncos. Remember, Browns minus two. Heads. Wow. The coin picks the Browns. Not good for us. That's not good for us. Uh, okay. Washington football team at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are eight and a half point favorites at home. Now, we, we should have probably started the podcast with this, but I guess we can discuss this now. There's been discussions of a three-team trade. Uh, Deshaun Watson will probably be on the move by the end of this week to the Dolphins, meaning Tua's future is up in the air. 
there's a lot of um, people pointing to Washington being involved in this deal and getting to his services and then throwing some picks to Houston. So basically it would be Miami gets Watson, Washington gets Tua, Houston gets a smorgasbord of draft capital. Now, I actually don't have a big opinion on if this is good or bad for any of the teams involved. I think the definite winner of this trade, Freddie Freeman just hit a home run. I think the definite winner of this trade is the, um, the Houston Texans because a you're shedding Deshaun Watson for probably what will be the highest, uh, draft capital a team's ever received in, in modern football for, for, for a QB, right? It's going to be at least, I think, at least two firsts, a ton of second, third, fourths, or three firsts and some more stuff uh, in the back end. Or they can bring two, if they really want, they can bring Tua back too. I mean, that, that was always the option. I just think that they don't really want Tua, so they want to give, they, they want more draft picks. So that's why Tua is going to get to go to Washington, which is why um, I think A, Houston's winning this trade. Deshaun Watson said he never wants to play for them again. He has that, you can't even call it an off-field issue. It's like a legit uh, chance that he might never play football again if he is criminally convicted. Now, I don't know if he will be convicted, but there's a chance he doesn't play this year, right? He's still not on the exempt list, but the NFL can do that whenever they want. I think so whenever he, he comes back too, he's going to get like three to four games suspension anyways. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that too. Now, the Dolphins making this trade is... Um, I feel like if they're making this trade, they feel like he's going to be able to play the first week he gets in the, in the off or in the building. Right. Because they're doing this yeah. to hopefully salvage a playoff spot. Now they're one in five. I don't think they, I don't, know the if they can salvage one. I don't think they make the playoffs with Deshaun Watson this year, just personally. Uh, but I understand their thought process, but I think Houston's the winner because you get rid of the guy who says he doesn't want to be on that team anymore, who has probably the worst, um, off-season uh, PR situation possible in his in at his, least for a QB. Yeah, and <laughs> I QB mean, unless like there remember. was, video, like, it could be a little worse, right? There could be videos of it, or you know, stuff like that. But outside of, outside of like just more evidence to him being a serial uh, sexual assaulter, uh, allegedly, it, allegedly, allegedly, out there. it's pretty, it's pretty terrible, and which are and it didn't de- devalue him at all. In the trade market is what it's going to be. They're going to get the same. No, value. they're still getting the same amount of picks. It's insane. Yeah. Without without this without this stuff out there, so um, I think they win. I think the second winner is Miami, as long as Deshaun Watson doesn't uh, go to prison or get suspended for a lengthy period of time, because he's a great quarterback. And you know, you go through the history of the Dolphins' uh, QBs. Okay, I'm going to give them to you right now, right since Marino. Mm-hmm. I'm typing it up, so sorry. I didn't. Ha- I didn't have. I couldn't. I couldn't name them off the top of my head. So <laughs> oh no, you can't. Okay, so since Dan Marino, who is a top eight QB ever, probably. If you're, if you're, and that's my that might be disrespectful. Uh, talent wise, he's a top five. I think. Uh, accolade wise, he's not in the top ten. But uh, yeah. So Dan Marino retired in 1999. They had Jay Fe- Fielder Fedler. I don't even remember that guy for. Since from 2000 to 2004, Gus Farratt, Dante Culpepper in 2006. They chose Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees. Uh, Trent Green, 2007. Chad Pennington, 2008 and 2009. Chad Henney. Can you imagine going Chad to Chad? 
That's a pretty uh, pretty impressive feat. Don't know many Chads out there. Uh, Chad Henney, though, for 2010-2011, they drafted Tannehill in the first round. He uh, he was their QB from 2012 to 2016. They brought Jay Cutler in for a year uh, when Tann- Tannehill got hit, hurt, and then Tannehill was back in 2018. Fitzpatrick last year, Fitzpatrick 2019-2010. Or um, sorry, 2019-2020. They had uh, Rosen start a few games in there. They had Matt Moore start a few games over that time. Tyler Thigpen, uh, Cleo Lemon, Joey Harrington. Uh, these are just like throughout the, <laughs> throughout the time. Brian Greasy, Ray Lucas, Damon Hurd. Uh, this year, Jacoby Brissett, Tua. That's a lot of starting quarterbacks, okay, in the last 20 yeah. years. That's Only a- the Browns might have them beat there. <laughs> and none of them, except Tannehill was okay with them and it turns out it was a uh it was an adam gase issue more so than a ryan Tannehill issue but getting a player of watson's caliber he is clearly the best quarterback they'll have since marino talent wise and the roster was supposed to win now so i think that they're getting something that they desperately need and it's probably smarter for them to go for the 25 or 26 year old deshaun watson with the huge caveat that you know He's not going to actually be in any criminal liability or the league's not going to take much action against him because that's probably the safer bet than going for Matt Corral or um, any of the QBs in the Sam Howell or any of the other QBs in this, uh, this draft class. Now, the third team, Washington, who I brought this up because Washington's playing the Packers and we should have started the pod with this, but I, it was a good caveat or it was a good, uh, a good, uh, not caveat. What the hell am I saying, Steve? Sometimes I'm an idiot, you know? It was a good, um, what word am I looking for? Do you know what word I'm looking for? Transition. Yeah. Caveat on transition. Very, clo- very close uh, to the same word. Uh, very good transition from uh, this because we should have started with the podcast. But Washington here would probably get Tua. Now, I feel like a lot of people are down on Tua right now, including us, for a pretty good reason. Uh, he's in the same draft class as what looks like two exceptional quarterbacks in Burrow and Herbert. And he's just not been good and he's not been healthy. Now, Washington is probably going to get something in this trade too, outside of two. They're probably going to, no, no, never mind. Why would I say that? They're going to get two and give a pickup, probably a second rounder. Um, maybe a first. I don't know. I don't know what Tua's value is. I'm, I'm going to be surprised. We're talking a long time about a trade that hasn't happened yet. And when the, I, I promise you what's going to happen is this trade happens like as soon as we're done recording this. So then we're going to look like idiots when Washington. Yeah, it's, it's, it's completely different teams. <laughs> yeah. So, but if, if Washington does get Tua, I feel like he is an improvement over Heineke, who I thought was going to be good. I was sadly wrong. But is he actually yeah. an improvement over Fitzpatrick when he's back? And it's Tua Fitzpatrick again. Ooh, we've seen that before. Yeah. I want the best for Tua. Uh, I feel like he's really, it's unfortunate his career arc. Uh, that hip injury in college has kind of curtailed his entire career. Because I'll tell you this. In college, Tua was one of the best quarterbacks I've ever watched. And I don't mean that from like uh, Colt Brennan Cold McCoy, a lot of Colts out there, Vince Young type thing where I'm like, oh, this is guys just, dom-, or Tim Tebow, this guy's just dominating college. He doesn't really have a pro, a 
professional prospect that's going to be dominant at the pro level. But Tua looked like that guy. He made all the throws. He had a big arm. He had great reads, made very little mistakes. And it just looks like that hip injury has set him back years now because he's just not that good in the NFL. And it's clear that he's, he's lost some, some of his fastball. I don't know if it's because he can't put his legs as much into it, uh, but something's wrong. And so I hope he gets right wherever he goes. Uh, it's clear that Miami didn't work out. And I understand why Miami's making this move right now. A lot of people are criticizing Tua more so than he probably deserves. But hey, we also share in the criticism. So we're, we're not, uh, we're not uh, blameless, even though our podcast is an ESPN or, or <laughs> sports one. But hey, we, we shit on people all the time. So, okay. How do you feel about this trade? Yeah, sorry, that was a very long explanation for my feelings. How do you feel about this trade, Steve? You wish your Broncos were in it, or are you are you looking for another? Are you looking for the bigger fish, the Wilson or the Rogers next year? I'm looking for those two. I think those those guys are a tier above Deshaun Watson easily. And if we're going to do a big old trade, give away our future for another Super Bowl, I want someone like Rogers and Wilson on the team, not Deshaun Watson. Because I feel like Deshaun Watson, right now, the Broncos are going to win two, three more games, maybe max, from where they're at right now. Whereas I feel like you get Rogers and Wilson, those are like five plus win guys to a bad team. Yeah, I agree. I just can't believe Watson is going to end up with all the stuff that happened, end up at the team he wanted to go to, because remember it was Carolina or Miami for the same draft capital that he originally was going to get traded. Like, yeah. was traded for. And also, by the way, um, I'm that just is jarring to me and bizarre uh, we don't talk about basketball on this podcast, but the Ben Simmons thing is, is the exact opposite where they're not getting anything for him. So I just think that's, that's pretty odd because usually basketball, the, the, the star players really get to pick what they do. Football, it's not like that, but this time yeah. it's going to be like that. So congratulations okay. to, to the teams involved if this trade does go through. Yeah, well, it's not one of those trades where all the reports are saying this and those, the exact opposite of what happens and they don't get that much for them. Yeah, it's like a third round pick. Yeah. <laughs> well then the te- then the Texans would be firing a lot of people um okay so this game now transitioning back see i didn't use caveat there i got the, i got the, the right word what does caveat mean i say that a lot and i don't actually know the definition i feel like i'm using it correctly most of the time oh one- <laughs> yeah okay yeah that's good isn't it like, it was like oh you can have this you know with what there's this like thing attached to it basically <laughs> so okay this is the definition a warning or provisio, provisio, it's not provision, it's provisio, nice little Italian word, of specific stipulations, conditions, or limitations. There are a number of caveats which concern the validity of the assessment results. A similar word, some synonyms for you, warning, caution, uh, red flag, alarm, bu- alarm bells, uh, qualification, restriction. Yeah, Looks like you can't use a synonym for transition or segue. Yeah, it isn't a say. Oh, I meant to use segue. I didn't even use transition at the time. So I forgot the actual word that I wanted to use. So I found a new word, transition. Provisio. Uh, <laughs> that's a good word. Um, okay. Segwaying back into our picks for the week. We've only picked one game, Steve. We've got a lot more to go. Um, Washington at the Packers. Packers, eight and a half. Benny. The doofus that he is picked Washington to cover this spread. I am not going to be a doofus. 
I'm picking Green Bay to cover this, uh, especially if Washington's looking at bringing in a quarterback. How do you think that makes Heineke feel? The Green Lizard, not very good. Uh, give me the Packers to win and cover this game. Rodgers, I thought he was tanking, and maybe he still is, but he's doing it smart if he is, okay? I'm thinking <laughs> the Packers to cover here. Uh, they look really good. I still need to see them play good teams. They haven't really played anybody that good. Uh, 49ers, I guess, but that was – I don't know if they're good, actually. So I need to yeah. see them – I, so. yeah, I, I, I don't know how good they are. So I need to see them play somebody good before I'm completely sold. I think they have that opportunity in a couple of weeks. I think they play the Chiefs. Who, are they actually good? So I don't know. Yeah, are <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing anymore? So I got are the Packers covering this. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's like five or six. Um, well, just so you know, the Braves are now up 4-0. So well, way to oh, go. Way to go, Dodgers. Um, I have the Packers covering. I think they win this by two touchdowns. This might be for all the teases I love making. Okay. There's very bad teaser lines here. So for a tease to explain to the, um, non-gamblers that listen, I've actually been asked to explain some, some gambling terms and stuff. So the typical tease is a six point tease where you move the line six points down or up. Uh, usually down is, is when you're supposed to do it. The best teaser line is seven or seven and a half, because you get through all the key numbers. Key numbers in, in, in football gambling are three, three and a half, four and a half, or sorry, four, six, six and a half, and seven. If you can get through all those numbers down to under a three or down to under a two and a half, that's when you want to tease. Um, so the Packers kind of fit that because you can get them to two and a half. So you want to get them to a two, but I'll take it. I'll probably put this in a tease, uh, but there's a lot of, but what's happened. And the reason these lines are so big is pretty much every single teaser leg that's been used by most of the gambling public has hit so far this season. And we're in week seven, that's not good for Vegas. And so they're going to change They're They're going to up the lines a little bit to, to make sure that they don't hit as much. So I think if this was last week, the Packers would have probably been a seven point favorite or seven and a half, not eight and a half, just, what it is so okay that's gambling 99 okay we'll get into the 100 level classes next time how about that uh steve what do you got in this game packers uh eight and a half favorite eight and a half yeah i'm watching the defense i'm looking dookie i think aaron Rodgers is gonna throw an insane amount of touchdowns this game what ha- so give me what the give me the packers yeah packers cover okay the coin here we go head packers tails Damn. football team coin it's flipping fails oh, or the, the coins picked against us twice the coin has agreed with benny there though so not looking good for you coin chiefs and titans titans are five and a half point underdogs at home against the chiefs this is probably the game of the week i'm looking at the other games i i think this is this is the this is the marquee game this for the Bengals and ravens who would have thought we're in week seven and the Bengals might be a marquee game. Um, this is hard. I, I don't like what I see from the chiefs. I just haven't liked what I saw and I didn't like what I saw from the Titans up until they beat the bills, but you know what? I'm going to take the Titans here. I think they win this game outright. I think they definitely cover five and a half. Uh, is it still five and a half or has it gone up? It is still five. and Okay. Yeah. It's still five and a half. I think they cover this and I think they can outright win because I'm going to pick them to cover 
I might bet on them to outright win. I'm going to tell you why. There's two words, okay? Do you know these words, Stephen? Two words. Why will the Titans uh, cover maybe outright win? They ran with Derrick Henry. That's more than two words, but the two words I was looking for was Derrick Henry, yes. (laughs) Uh, He is – I'm not even being – I don't think this is a hot take. Eh, it's a hot take, but I don't I don't view it as a hot take. I think he's the best running back of all time. He's not going to have the stats that will put him there, like all-time stats, the volume numbers. But what he's done these last three seasons is as impressive as any running back streak we've seen in our lives and probably almost as impressive as anything before that. Now, you have some Barry Sanders, who I think is the best running back of all time, up until Henry. You have him, you have Emmett Smith, you have Walter uh, Payton, you have Jim Brown. Those are kind of the four guys. Um, you're gonna, it's gonna Adrian be hard. Peterson. <laughs> yeah, Adrian Peterson. I think he's right outside that group, but he's yes, definitely LT, right? If we're doing, if we're doing more yeah. people. Um, but Eric Henry's easily next to Adrian Peterson, who's kind of you know a different back. Like he's the most impressive person I've seen since Adrian Peterson. You know, Derrick Henry's like 6'4", 240, and he um, he hit a top speed in that game against the Bills of 21.8 miles per hour. I'm pretty sure if I, – I can't remember if this is the correct play or not, but I think it is. I think it's Tyreek Hill. His top speed was like 22.1. So he was 0.3 miles faster at his top speed than Derrick Henry was and like at the maximum of his speed. That's tr- track star speed. Because tra- like uh, Olympic sprinters are running at like 20, uh, 22.4 or something. It's very, it's insane. He's 245 pounds, six foot four doing that. It, he's literally, we say it all the time. He's a cyborg. He's an alien. I think he's the LeBron James of football. If like, that's, I think the, the comparison that I to, like to make, because I, I don't want to go down like a LeBron path at all here, but LeBron's the same size as Carl uh, Malone. Okay. And just look how differently they play. Derrick Henry is the same size as like big linebackers or Cam Chancellor. Okay. And just look at how dominant he is running the ball. So I, that's all to say, you know, Mahomes could shred this defense and I wouldn't be surprised. I just think that the Chiefs run defense might be the worst in the NFL. It's close, it's up there. So with that caveat, mm-hmm, how about that? I like Derrick Henry here. I like the Titans here. Uh, one thing about the Titans that I think we all saw happening is Julio Jones is injured uh, yet again. Mm, might be time to wrap it up pretty soon, Julio. The best, one of the best receivers of the last decade, the last few years have just not been the same. He gets injured too much. So this game, the only reason I'm picking the Titans is two words, Derek Henry. It's a joke how good he is. Steve or Benny. Oh, God, sorry, I'll do Benny. Benny's taking the Chiefs to cover. Uh, again, when I talk, when I talked to him, this conversation lasted two minutes. He could have texted me all these things, but instead, uh, he doesn't. He, the, something sad about Benny that I think you all should know is he actually can't read. Okay, um, he, has, he doesn't have the ability to read. So when I tell him to look up lines, he doesn't know. He doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how to read Titans. Okay, Benny can read, but not in English. He's a, he reads in a different language. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's a special talent of his. Steve, who do, <laughs> who do you, you guys the Chiefs. Steve, who do you got? Me the Titans. Mm, I like it, Stevie. I like it. Why? Give me a reason. 
Same reason? Two words. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> oh, Tannehill, the Danny. Okay, the coin. The coins either agreeing with heads is uh, heads is Chiefs, tails is oop tails. Good job, coin. They're on the Titans. Falcons at Dolphins. Falcons two and a half point favorite in Miami. Um, well, with the rumor that they're <laughs> that they're gonna make do a trade this week, uh, I don't know if two is gonna be starting because I assume if they do do the trade this week, it's gonna happen tonight or tomorrow morning sometime soon seems like they're far along in the trade process though which means we're probably getting percent i didn't tell this to benny by the way i'm sure he has no idea that there's a trade looming uh honestly i i don't think he knew that uh baker mayfield was out i told him that though so he didn't know that when he made that pick i'm gonna take atlanta here i think that they're gonna be able to beat percent and i i'm my pick is uh reliant on that Brissett's going to be the QB this week. Although I will say this, I wouldn't care if they're playing Tua either. I think they win this game uh, and cover. I think they win by three. Steve? No, yeah, I agree with you. The Dolphins are looking dookie. The Falcons are always dookie, but I trust them a little more. That's a good, good pick. Heads is the Falcons. Tails, the Fins. Let's go, coin. It's in the air. It's slipping. Heads, Falcons. Good pick, coin. I love when the coin sides with us. Don't you love when the coin sides with you? Especially with last week. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. If the coin's <laughs> going to be more right than us. And I like the god of the coin. Gives you confidence. Okay. Jets at Patriots. Patriots are seven and a half point favorites at home. Um, I'm actually really surprised that it's seven and a half. Um, I, I would. I think this should be a line that's higher. I understand that the Patriots are two and four. We, I went down this road that I'm not going to talk too much about the Patriots. I don't plan to. I think they cover this game. I think they handle business. Um, I thought long and hard about the Bill Belichick dialogue that I had in the last podcast. Not going to rehash that much. I will say I kind of understand some of the strategy or some of the, the lack thereof with the conservative play calling. Um, the offensive line for the Patriots has been shit this year. It's been very banged up. Uh, they probably want to keep Tan or not Tannehill, Jesus, Mac Jones from getting killed. Um, because I mean, you saw in that play against the Cowboys where Randy Gregory came unblocked. Uh, you know, when you let a defensive end come unblocked to your quarterback, hmm, probably a short lifespan. So I kind of understand it for you and your quarterback. <laughs> yeah. For me. Yeah. I mean, I have a heart attack every time I see him get hit. Um, but Moving off that, I just want to say something real quick about the about Robert Sala. So I don't know why this question was asked, but somebody asked him why there was a league-wide shift away from Seattle's cover three defense uh, that was made famous with the Legion of Boom. And he said Kyle Shanahan cracked it in 2015 when he was the Falcons offensive coordinator and was practicing against Dan Quinn's defense. They said the floodgates opened from thereafter. Um, he gave a really good answer. For people that listen, I suggest looking this up because uh, he says uh, Seattle reinvented the wheel. He was on that Seattle staff, and he said that Shanahan broke it, uh, and some teams were still not knowing how to play a cover three system up to, up to this day. So good job, Shanahan. You probably saved some teams from looking very embarrassed to, up to now. But if you read the whole answer, it's, um, it's really, really good. So I just suggest you looking that up. 
Robert Sala, good coach for the Jets, just a bad team right now. So I got the Patriots covering this game. I think they win by quite a bit. I don't know the exact, uh, the exact, but I would be surprised if they lose this playoffs out of the picture, no matter what, they have to take care of business against teams like this. So that's, that's pretty much my, my uh, outlook. And by the way, this is a definite teaser, like 100%. You get this down to 1.5. This is going to be in a lot of teasers. So I'm going to ride with the Patriots, either win or break my heart. Benny is taking the Patriots to cover as well. Steve, what say you, my friend? You say it was seven or seven and a half? Seven and a half now. It was, it, right. opened, up, it opened up at seven, but it's moved to seven. All right. Give me the joke. Oh, sorry, one. sorry. It is, sorry. It has moved to seven, actually. It has moved down to seven. All right. Um, I thought I think they're going to win by seven. So either way, it's, I think it's going to be a push then at that. So just give me the Jets then. Ooh. Okay. Patriots, DC, don't cover the coin. And they win by seven. Got got to give me that one. <laughs> if they win by seven, it's a push. So we all tie. But uh, here goes. Uh, Actually, I'll give it to you if they win just by seven. I'm calling, that's what I'm saying. I'm calling already. Oh, okay, yeah, you get, you get that. You get that if, if, if it hits. Uh, uh, the coin heads is, heads is Patriots. Tails is the Jets. Coin's flipping. Heads. Wow. The coin. Coin of destiny. What can I say? Uh, Panthers at Giants. Panthers are three-point favorites on the road in the Meadowlands. I don't know if Barkley's playing in this game. I think that's actually kind of important. Um, I don't think he's going to. I would say very important. Yeah, I think he's going to miss another week. He's not projected to. Carolina does have the first run defense, though, right now. So probably keep him out. He did, Barkley didn't practice today, so um, I don't think he'll play unless he practices tomorrow uh, and Friday. So, I mean, I guess it's still up in the air but I'm going to go with the Panthers to cover this. Um, I think a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people overreact to the first few weeks of a football season where a team beats the brakes off of bad teams, which is what the Panthers did. Now they've played some better than average teams. And, teams. Yeah, and, and you see that, you know, the Panthers are just, yeah, a little above average, a little above average. I think they can still sneak in the playoffs. I don't think they will, but I, I, I think they're like a 500 level team. That's, so. that's not even a hot take. They, they are an actually above average team, slightly above average team. True. True. What are they now? Are they, are they three and three? I think oh, so, yeah. yeah. That is above average slightly. Um, yeah, slightly. Particularly okay. average, probably, yeah. Benny took the Panthers, but said they wouldn't cover, if I remember correctly. Honestly, I don't know what he said for this game. Uh, but I think that's what he said, and we're rolling with it. And I can tell you this. He doesn't listen to this. So. I'm going to ask Benny. I'm going to ask Benny, okay? On Sunday, we'll see if he's still on a date. Maybe maybe he goes on a trip with, with, the, with the woman. Maybe she's the one. Maybe he proposes. First night proposal. Would you be surprised if Benny, Benny gets a rock for this woman right away? I wouldn't. With his time management, he probably thinks it's their fourth date. So probably, yeah. That's unfair. <laughs> So I'm going to ask him what he picked, okay? And we're going to we're going to see on Sunday what he picked. Don't spoil it anybody. I just want to see what Benny thinks he picked. We're going to do this with some of these games, okay? We're going to see if Benny remembers his picks. I will almost promise you he'll be less than 500. That's that's a guess. I would bet money on that actually. Uh over under 500. 
Uh, I'd say the under is minus two fifty odds. Minus oh yeah, 50. easy. Maybe easy. that might that might be a good bet. In Vegas. That might be a, yeah. that might be free money. Um, so he takes the Panthers not to cover. What do you think, Steve? This is three points. They're in the Meadowlands. Um, give me the Giants. I think Danny Dimes can still take care of business. Uh, I forget the backup's name for the Giants, but he's he's not as good as Barkley, but he's really he's still a very good running back. So oh, Booker, Devontae Booker. Yeah, yeah, Booker's great. Yeah, yeah, Broncos great. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's pretty good. So the Broncos usually have pretty good running back, so that makes sense. So I think he'll do fine. Uh, they're probably not going to run a ton anyways, and I trust Danny Dimes more than I trust Sam Donald. So. Okay, heads is the heads is the Panthers, tails is the Giants. The coin is in the air; it is flipping. Tails, the coin's with you. This one, Steve, the football Giants. Here we go. The other marquee matchup: Cincinnati at Baltimore. Baltimore six and a half point favorites. Man, this one's hard. I honestly, I want to. I'm going to tell you this. I'm not betting this game, okay? But this would also be a teaser line. You can move the this Bengals. Stay away. Yeah, you can move the Ravens down to uh, down to a half point, so pick them. Every time I've bet for the Ravens, they've lost. Every time I've bet against the Ravens, they've won. Uh, it's when I'm done betting those games, okay? A smart man is not foolish with his money. A fool would continue to bet these games when you've been wrong. I think I've bet on them five out of the six weeks. So this would be six for seven. Yeah, I think I bet them on five out of the six. I've only got, I've only hit once. So I'm one and four when I bet sides with the Ravens involved. Um, I'm going to, man, I'm going to take Cincy. I think this is the coming out party for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Jamar Chase will have at least one big play in this game. He's had one big play every game of the season. So ooh, what a hot take. That Ravens secondary is just terrible which is why I thought Herbert was going to do work uh, against them. I'm surprised what the Chargers did last week. Truly a jarring defeat, okay? That one made no sense. I feel like that game was one of the most odd uh, point, yeah. like odd scores of the season. I think the most, the oddest game of the year was the, um, was the Steelers builds week one, but that's week one. Or actually, never mind. Packers week one. Packers week one. Yes, that was that was the oddest one. Because at least the Steelers still competent. This this is a weird game because I'm taking the Bengals. Go off less. You're taking Bengals. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the the Ravens have looked like world beaters, which means everyone's going to be thinking they're going to win by a ton this game. I think their defense is looking really good. I think the Chargers more shit than dead than the secondary was really doing really good work for against them. But um, you know what? Division rival. I think the Ravens are going to still play up, but the Bengals are going to play hard too. But I think the Bengals cover. I'm not the Bengals, or the Ravens cover. Ooh, okay. Um, Benny took the Ravens not to cover, so he thinks the Bengals are covering. So I'm I'm riding with Benny here. That's never a good thing. You never want to hear that. Who's yeah. driving this truck? Who's 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 driving on this road trip? Benny. Yikes! Not good. Um, I'll say this. I think the Ravens are the inverse of the Patriots where you look at you. I mean, look at the games the Ravens have played. They've rolled their last, they rolled the, they rolled the chargers, right? So it's 34 to six, but I'm looking at their, their scores right now. Let me bring this up real quick. They beat, they beat the uh, Broncos pretty easily, 
but they should have lost to the Colts. They should have lost to the Lions. They should have lost to the Chiefs. They won all three of those games. And so you're looking at a vastly different team um, record-wise. If just maybe one play in each of those games go a different way. Actually, legit one play. Clyde doesn't fumble. Justin Tucker doesn't hit a 66-yard kick. Which <laughs> it doesn't break a home. World doesn't record. Break a record. And the Colts um, and Rodrigo and Blankenship doesn't have a broken hip. I mean, that's three games right there. And so when I say the Patriots, you can just look at the plays that they lost their games on to where they have their record of two and four. The Ravens ha- looked great last week. They looked good against the Broncos. But in between those, there was a bad, stinky game against the Colts that they won. And before that, it was two should have been losses, along with them losing to the Raiders in a game where they got kind of outplayed. So I, I don't know. A lot of people that criticize Baltimore are looked at as Lamar haters. I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's true. My criticism is I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl, and I, I feel like the onus of that criticism should not be on me. It's like win a Super Bowl and prove me wrong. I'd be, I'll, I'll eat crow. I'll eat raven if that happens. How about that? The coin heads is the Ravens, tails. The Bengals, coins in the air, tails. Oh, Cincy, thank you, coin. Um, Eagles at Raiders. Now, the Eagles are the one team that we didn't mention in the Deshaun Watson talks that could actually be involved, although it seems centered on Miami. We don't need to touch into this, except that the Eagles actually have quite a bit of pick. I think they have three first rounders this year. Um, I know they have at least two. I think they have three. Um, I think they have three based on. Oh, the wins. Think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, three. Yeah. So they might get in on this action, but I don't think they're ready to move on from Jalen Hurts. And if they do, I feel like they're going to be in the, it's going to be off season and they're going to look for like Wilson or some, some other asset or they draft one, right. They can move up and pick their quarterback. I don't know if this is the draft for a quarterback. It doesn't look like it, but yeah, no one's looking too hot. Yeah. But we'll see what they do. They're the team that we didn't involve, but we don't need to rehash that. The Sean Watson thing. Uh, Eagles at Raiders. Raiders minus three in the Las Vegas desert. I'm going to take the Ra- or I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm going to take the Raiders here. I was, I think we, we were all shocked with how the Raiders, you know, bounced back from their dickhead of a coach getting fired or resigning. And I don't think any of us expected that. But this Raiders team is, you know, it's a fine team. And I think that's more than the Eagles are. I don't think the Eagles are good. They have too many injuries. Uh, maybe they keep it close. But I, you, watch, you watch that game last week between the Eagles and Bucks, And I know the Bucks and Raiders are not close to the same team. But Jalen Hurts, I personally don't think he has it. And... I, I don't, like I said, I don't think they're going to get Deshaun Watson. I think they're going to do something in the offseason. Don't know what that is yet, but I do think something happens. Okay, of course. It does. Something will happen in the offseason. I think something pretty big happens in the offseason. Maybe we see Minshew in this game. I don't know how uh, tight the leash is on, uh, on Hurts continuing to play. I haven't heard any rummaging of a new quarterback or quarterback controversy there, but I will say this. They have the best backup quarterback in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned with uh, Gardner Minshew. If he's, if, if Hurt struggles again in this game, 
don't be surprised if we see Minshew in the next couple of weeks. I'm not reporting. I'm just saying. By the way, backup QBs, we need Minshew on the pod. Uh, I got the Raiders winning this game, I think, and covering. I think they win by a touchdown. Although, do you know, you do know that the, stupidly, I, I know, do you know that the Eagles actually covered last week? Did they actually? Yeah, they only lost by six. But that's, I don't know. That's what pisses me off with the Bucks sometimes is they just play like idiots. Like at the, they, they toyed too much and then they were basically letting them run the ball. What they did was they dropped eight back and put nobody in the middle of the field. And then, then the Eagles started running it to a lot of success. And the fans were going crazy in Philly. They're like, that's what you should have done all game. Like, this is what yeah, I hate. When it worked then. Yeah. They have their closest person to the line of scrimmage, not on the D line is 10 yards back. You had to get one block and you're, and you're gone. So, I mean, Jesus, criminy. I got the Raiders to cover. Benny also has the Raiders to cover. Stevie, what is your pick? Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders too. I think, I think they're a playoff team. I think they're going to just keep proving that I'm, be, I'm beating up these low-end to average teams. Yeah. You, I honestly, like, I think they're going to get uh, – that secondary might get torched. I honestly feel like all their – they, if you looked at like they completely changed up the play calling and they did way more, more passes and they were they changed it up and I really liked what I saw and I think they're gonna do I think they're gonna kill the Eagles. This is what we said in the last podcast. Maybe getting rid of Gruden's the better thing for the team. <laughs> and yeah, because they switched. It's not even like they had the game plan set up and they just went with it. They're like, oh, it's already there. They literally switched it up and did different play calling and it uh, showed how well that is because it's not like the Broncos defense. Offense bad, defense is still good though. It's still like a top five if you look at like PFS and stuff like that. So, and they torch that defense. So against the Eagles defense, it's going to be insane. That's the thing. Do you think the coaches there just were like, God, thank God, Gruden's gone. This guy's incompetent. I don't know. You know, you know that one boss you have where you're like, God, this guy's such an idiot, but you like like him a lot. I think that's kind of how Gruden was the Raiders. Like everyone liked him, but everyone thought he was very, very bad at his job. <laughs> Ah, uh, the classic idiot at the job. I love it. I yeah, know, everyone I loves him. The lovable idiot. You never want to be the lovable idiot, although it's probably an enjoyable life. But, maybe, maybe I am the lovable idiot. Have I ever thought about that? Although I don't think I'm an idiot. You're not very lovable. Yeah, the hateable smart guy. That's even worse than the lovable idiot. I'd rather be the lovable idiot than the hateable smart guy, right? Wouldn't you? Nobody wants to be unpleasant. So am I the hateable smart guy? Is that what you're calling me, you jackass? Okay, the coin's in the air. Heads, Raiders, tails, Philly, tails. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The coin's on our side, Steve. Um, Detroit at the Rams. We got a couple of huge spreads these next three games. Rams are 15-point favorites. It's the Goff versus McVay revenge game. Goff might not last this game. There's been rummagings here that he that they're thinking about making a switch, unlike in Philly. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams to cover. It's a huge spread. It's a huge spread. But I, I haven't seen anything from Detroit that lets me know that they can score 24 points. And I think that the Rams can get to 40 pretty easily. So, or 35. So I'm going to take the Rams based on just point projections. Uh, Stafford does not look great, though. I'm going to just tell you that right now. We, he looked great the first few weeks. I think he might have injured his finger or something, like an actual – like that's kind of affected him in the last few weeks. I know they killed the I mean, Giants, but – He looked he looked pretty okay against the Giants. 
Yeah, they killed him. I don't know. It's just something that I don't. He had a bad interception going on, but it really wasn't wasn't too bad. Yeah. Well, I feel like they, they what they need out of Safford is him just to be slightly above average every single week instead of amazing one week bad one week okay one week like they just need like a guy that's like Safford who can at least be somewhat consistent and they've been it looks like they already look like a better team yeah maybe I'm too maybe I'm being too much of uh, a critic but I got the Rams to cover Benny is taking the Lions to uh, lose by less than 15 okay who do you (laughs) who do you have Steve uh, yeah, I less than 15. Yeah, I, give me the lines actually to cover. I think they don't lose by 15. I bet they lose by two touchdowns, 14. Ooh, that extra point. I like yep. it. Uh, that's a good pick. The coin heads is the Rams, tails is the lions. It is heads, coins on the Rams. Uh, Texans at Cardinals. This is even a higher line. Cardinals are 18 point favorites. I think they'll have their coach back. I think they'll have Chandler Jones back. Uh, I think, think the, the team is going to be more well put than the one that just beat the Browns, but 18, just like 15, very high. Uh, Jesus. I don't know. (laughs) I have no clue. I think Davis Mills is bad is tyrod taylor gonna be back in this game do you know or is mills is mills bad. Just... i have no idea uh, i don't think it really matters gosh i'm gonna take the cardinals to cover i'm gonna take all these big lines to cover so i'm gonna take the next game too without just spoiler alert but I, I i hope you hit two out of three right that's the goal you hit two out of three here so i'm gonna take the cardinals to cover um it's too big of line to be confident in 18 points in the nfl that's insane uh, and Houston is clearly worried about trading Watson right now is what it seems like. So I don't know. I'm just yeah. going to take the Cardinals to cover. I think they win this by three touchdowns, 21. <laughs> you taking the cards. Yep. Benny is taking the Cardinals not to cover. He's taking the Texans. Mm-hmm. But yeah, give me, um, God, I hate these huge lines. The Cardinals have been looking like, world beaters right now um but can they put up i mean they just did against the browns this is how i look at these lines how many points by 23 how many points do you think houston can put up reasonably and then i think the texans can put up i think 17 max And, and i feel like the cardinals can put up like 30 like high 30 so yeah give me the cardinals yeah that's how i look at it I'm like, I think... Because you look at the last few games, like, they scored 3, 22, 0, 9, 21, 21, 16. Yeah, and then then that's preseason. So, yeah, they... So, 22 is the most points they've put up all season and lost. And that game was really weird, too. Yeah, and it was a weird game. So, if you take that away, a shootout against the Browns, basically... But a team that can I, – I think the most comparable team to the Cardinals would be the Bills. They have solid defense, mobile quarterback, tons of weapons. So I think it might be kind of like the, the Bills game, probably a little less because I think the Bills are 
they were really determined to really destroy the Texans for some reason in that game. So I hate uh, Davis so, Mills. There's something about Davis Mills. His long yeah, they just he just fucking face. So they just they just kept Josh Allen in. So uh, I think uh, yeah, give me the give me the Cardinals. Uh, first, the starter is going to be out by the end of the third quarter. So yeah, give it mm. give it a maybe a backdoor cover situation. Then that's nervous. Uh, I the coin I just flipped it heads was Arizona landed on heads coins with us the last of the huge lines this is less than the other two Chicago at Tampa Tampa 12 and a half point favorites it's at home obviously when I say at Tampa um I'm gonna take the bucks to cover because again like I I took the last two I'm just gonna say I hope two out of three of these hit and if they do then I'm happy 66 percent is a good good percentage on on picks um the reason why isn't just because of that, that methodology Chicago or Justin Fields has been awful passing the football. How do you beat the bucks, Steve? Or how do you put up points against them? You can't do it through the run. You game. gotta, you gotta pass. Yeah. And they've been a good run offense, but the bucks, you can't run against the bucks D it's, I don't think it, the, you know who I want to see run against the bucks D Derrick Henry. That's the only person I think that can actually be somewhat successful. And even then I, I actually Baltimore. don't think Baltimore. Yeah. Maybe I, I want to see. They, they have good schemes. Yeah. I want to see that matchup. Schemes. I feel like the bears are not Baltimore. They are not um, Derrick Henry. Can you imagine a team of Derrick Henry's? Just eleven of them on both he, sides. Uh, oh, he would probably be one of the best, one of the best tight ends ever. Would that be the greatest team of all time? Twenty-two Derrick Henrys. Yeah, if you could pick one person to play every single position on the team, but Derrick Henry would be the best person to take. Wow. Um, I think there's a good argument for it. It has to be him, or. Hmm. <sighs> I guess it has to be him. Okay, what are we doing? 22 Derrick Henrys versus 22 Aaron Donalds, right? That's probably the two. Maybe Miles yeah. Garrett is in there. Because you can't do you can't do a QB, right? You can't do Lamar because you don't have the size on the on defense. Right. Lamar Miles would be Garrett might be might be the actually the best person that will go against him. Yeah, exactly. Because he's, he's, he's I, I think he's a little faster and he seems to be a little more nimble, so he can play all the skill positions too. So basically now, which one of them can kick? Which one can kick? That will decide. 22 Justin Tuckers, you get in field goal range. But a point. Yeah, but he, he's going to have 0.2 seconds to block. <laughs> True, he's going to run over by whoever. So basically our top three, is this our top three? It's no order, but you, we can make an order. But it's Derrick Henry, Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald. Yeah, or uh, anybody if, we have to take, if you have to take a quarterback. Uh, it's, me... either, it's either Josh Allen or, or Lamar. Give me prime Cam Newton. Oh my god! <laughs> at every, at uh, every position. 2000, 2015 Cam Newton is at the top. Yeah, two fifteen Cam Newton has to be a top five player. Oh yeah, he's on this list. Jesus, that would be a great team. Um, twenty two camps. Dodgers scored again, or uh, sorry, Braves scored again. Uh, five zero. Why is the Braves on this game? I honestly don't know what Dave Roberts is doing. I feel like they should have fired him after they won the World Series. I understand why they yeah. did. Right? It's like you can't do that, but it's like. Then he just get an extension. Yeah, they extended him. Aaron Boone got an extension too. Talk about a joke. 
that was the that was a big surprise when he got an extension. Brian Cashman, he's a terrible GM. One World Series in the last twenty years. Get the hell, or yeah, about twenty years. Get the hell out of town, Brian. Um, okay, so twenty-two Derrick Henrys. I got the Bucks covering this game against the Bears. Uh, Khalil Mack would be a good option too, by the way. He'd be up there. That guy, he'd be up there. Um, I have the Bucks, as I said. We need to do the. I, you know, I'm biased for Tom Brady, but can we, can people please stop putting MVP lists and not including Brady at the top of them? It's disrespectful at this point. He has better numbers than anybody you're putting up there. They're five and one. If you want to put somebody above him that just because they better record or whatever, fine. Put Kyler Murray. I'm okay with that, but the stats don't show that it's give it to the best player on the best team with the best stats. And they're going to be in all three of those categories. So can we stop with the Tom Brady erasure, please? Guess what? He's great. Best ever. Give him an MVP. 44. Come on. I don't even know. I think he's in a top three right now. That's my list. Oh, well, they don't, they don't talk about it like he is. Okay. They need to talk about it like he is. All I the see media is media to talk about it. Huh? Yeah. ESPN. Come on. MVP odds. I'm looking this up. Okay. Benny is taking the bears to cover. So honestly, this is a three game swing with Benny and I, because he's taking all three of these spreads. Don't cover. I'm taking all three of them to cover Steve. You're one and one right now. Are you agreeing more with Benny or with you boy? I'm going to agree with you. Smart man. I don't think they can pass. Well, Darnell Mooney's kind of injured too. So they might have one less receiver. Not looking, not looking good for them. And Mooney's their best player, the best receiver this year. Easily. And he doesn't get that many targets. I kept him because I thought I was going to start throwing to him. Might have to get rid of him. Yeah, might be time. The coin. Heads, bucks. Tails, bears. Heads. Thank you, coin. Smart coin. Okay, real quick, just because uh, we were talking about it. MVP odds right now. Number one, Kyler Murray plus, plus 350. Stay away from that. He uh, already has like a little bit of a shoulder issue. I would not bet anybody at plus 350 for MVP when we're not even halfway through the season. What is this? Come on. Josh Allen, four to one. A uh, little better. Think, I like that. I think, yeah, I like that a lot more than Kyler at th- uh, 350. Dak, 550 to one. Or sorry, not 550. <laughs> plus 550. I would put my life savings on that. Though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? Like, who cares? Uh, put uh, uh, 100 bucks on 550 to one. That's... <laughs> You're a millionaire almost. Yeah. Uh, I'll never have to work again. Yeah. I he's plus 550. Brady is plus 600. So six to one. Stafford, eight to one. Lamar, 10 to one. Uh, Rogers, 12 to one. Henry, 14 to one. Okay. Odd wise, I'm going to take right now. Went up, so. I like Allen, Brady, Lamar, Henry. That's who I like. I think I think Josh I I think the bill there's a the Bills play the Bucks later this year. That mm-hmm. might be who wins MVP. That's who wins that yeah. game. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh Lamar at 10 to 1 when he's he's got the narrative behind him because he there's a ton of injuries on that team. Uh he's last week against the Chargers he didn't pass at all, but the week before against the Colts he had his best passing game of his career. 10 to 1, that's good odds. Henry 14 to one. That's surprising. I know that they're probably not going to give it to a running back, but if he continues what he's done these past three or four games, if they don't give it to him, they might as well just make the NFL MVP 
um, which they should already do this, best QB, and then just give the yeah. offensive player of the year to best non-QB, which they already the pretty only much time they ever give it to them. They only give it to people when they like break some like insane single season record. So it's like if he's you don't do pace. that, then he's on pace. He is on pace, but he's probably not going to. But if he does, great for my fantasy league. Talking about pace, Brady is actually on pace to break all the records this year too in passing. 16 or 17 game season. 16, like if you base it off 16 games, he's still on pace to break those. So might have a couple record breaking years this year. Uh, but okay, so that, that was the MVP odd. So Brady is fourth. Uh, Dak? Dak's yeah, not going to win it, but Dak, should, Dak is a lock for uh, most improved player. I don't even know what... Uh, what that would be minus 10,000. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I don't minus a billion. Like even if he gets hurt again, I feel like he wins that award. <laughs> like I feel, I feel like in through the first six weeks, he's, he's locked that award up. Um, it's funny. It's funny that the comeback is just like whoever was the most tragically injured and it just goes right back to where they were at before they got injured. <laughs> Who else how good they were already doing. Is there anybody else that's even a candidate for that? No, I feel like that award. I guess Saquon treated. would be right. That'd be the that'd be because he got hurt last year. If he was if he was great, but he hasn't been great this year. No, yeah, it doesn't look like it. Um, I feel like that award is predetermined in the preseason. Who's winning that? As long as they don't get injured again. <laughs> true. You know who might win next year? Russell. Yeah. Wilson. Russell Wilson, oh. new team for the Denver Broncos. <laughs> yeah, come back. MVP, Super Bowl MVP. You know who should be up for this? It should be Aaron Rodgers because he came back to the Packers when he said he didn't want to yeah. come to the Packers. That should count yeah, as a comeback. He, he came back. Yeah, he he did. didn't go to OTAs. Mm-hmm. He came back from the offseason. He got ready to get back to work. Uh, Colts at 49ers, Sunday night football. Jimmy G is back. Comeback player of the year. He oh, he would be up for contention too if he didn't get re-hurt, right? He, he's nowhere near yeah. Dak. He hasn't been nowhere even when he was healthy. Like, But he would have been in consideration before this season. Um, 49ers four point favorites against the Colts. The Colts, I think we've learned, are a fine team, not a good team. Yeah. Um, They're like the Chargers of this year. They just lose games where they should win them and aren't playing to their full potential. And that's the question is four points enough for them to lose this by more than four? <sighs> because I don't think they win this game. So then the question is do I think they lose by a field goal? Two points? <sighs> one point how do i think they lose this game does it happen at the last second is it a kick uh when the 49 when it's a tie game or the 49ers down one um i don't think it's gonna be like that i think the 49ers control this game for much of it my worry is a backdoor cover that's what i'm worried about you know they're down 10 or something and they, <laughs> and then the colts colts scored garbage time touchdown i'm more worried about that but i'm gonna take the 49ers to cover um yeah I'm happy Jimmy G's back. I think he puts them in a lot better spot to win games. Yeah. Trey Lance needs, needs a year. Maybe more. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe the wrong pick looking like the wrong pick, but eh. no, nah, they, they knew they were taking a project. So I think they're fine with it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Benny is taking the 49ers to cover Steve. Are you green? Is this going to be a clean sweep or. Uh... No, nah, give me the cold. I think I take them a lot, but one of these games are going to have to win. If the Colts lose this game, and the and the Titans uh, and the Titans end up beating the Chiefs, this division's wrapped up. You know, like Tennessee will be five and two. 
the Colts will be one. They've only won one game, right? Or are they one two now? Two. Okay, so they're, they'd be two, two and two and five. Yeah, this would be they'd be, have a three game lead. That's without playing a whole bunch of division games. So, uh, pretty much what I'm saying here is uh, the this is probably a must win for the Colts at the time, especially if the Titans. They'll know the result of that game going into this. So that a bad pick. I could I can definitely see see that happening. Uh, flip again, coin heads 49ers tails the Colts tails. Steve, uh oh, coins on you. Monday night football. Saints at Seahawks. Two back-to-back prime time time games for Geno Smith. Do you think the NFL's happy about this? <laughs> Do you think when they're happy that they're getting Maybe back? Scheduling it. Yeah. Um, Jameis versus Geno. I like that. Okay. By the way, the Manning cast is back. They were off for three weeks for no reason. They broadcast these from home. I don't know why they would why they have why they get to take a break. Well, they, they negotiated well, so they could take breaks whenever, but yeah, I mean, they I, don't do know, they want. I don't know what the point of this break was. Uh, I wanted to hear, I think I said this, I wish they were on last Monday. This Monday was a great game. This Monday too, but last Monday when the Gruden news came out, because I would want to see what they said. Would they be, you know, coach speak politically correct about Gruden saying like, oh, good guy, bad, bad mistake. Or would, would they actually criticize him? I don't know. I wanted to hear that, but we didn't hear it. So we move on. Um, they will be back this game, though. They might bring it up still. I doubt it. But, yeah, you're, maybe. I, I think the Saints-Seahawks is an entertaining game, a little Jameis-Geno action. Uh, Jameis might have a great game. That, that We can be looking at a great uh, Jameis game. And I'm going to tell you this, Steve. I don't know how your fantasy lineup's looking. I don't know who you're playing. Pick up. Marquez Callaway, if he's still on the way, if he's still a free agent. And if you need a f- receiver, I'd start him. Actually, I might do that unless you're already running to do it because I think I need a receiver. No, I don't. I have Jacoby Myers. Oh, uh, that's not that great. Um, is he a free agent? You can pick him up. Yeah. yeah, I would pick him up and start him if you need a receiver because he's a big play guy. We've seen the Seahawks susceptible to huge plays. And you're basically banking on a long touchdown, which is, you know, better than banking on you hope a guy gets like five catches and 60 yards. So not a bad start. That's, that's a recommendation to you, an exclusive collusion offer to you, Steve, uh, uh, commission right now, by the way, with, uh, with our dear friend, Brandon, one of our, one of our favorite listeners who will hear this by the way. So maybe I should cut that out. Um, Brandon overseas in Syria fighting the good fight. Thanks, Brando. Um, I got the, I got the saints to win, uh, this game by 17. I don't think this is a Steeler situation where somehow, some way the Seahawks stay in this game. I think they stayed in that game because big Ben is big Ben who has what can only be described as the noodlest of arms. Uh, Kamara, I think has a big, big performance here. I think Callaway has a big performance. I think Winston does well. And I think the Saints defense is actually, um, I think it's properly rated. I think everybody views it as like a top eight defense. Geno Smith against a good defense is something you don't want to hear as a Seahawks fan. Who's our quarterback? Geno Smith. Who are we playing? A good defense? Uh Uh-oh. By the way, Dodgers, bases loaded. Uh Uh-oh. Watch out, Atlanta. Uh, So I'm going to take the Saints to cover. 
just out of, I, I don't know. And we've, everybody has, you know, cr- criticized Jamal Adams until they change him to a linebacker. I think he is the, one of the biggest liabilities in football in coverage. That's not good because you want to know something, Steve, Jamal Adams contract. I'm going to bring this up. Do you know how much money he signed for? A lot. The most at his position. Where is that? Not worth it. No, honestly, like. Broncos got better safeties than him. If you think about a true safety position. Four years, 70 million. Uh, His cap hit this year is 5 million. Next year, 9 million. Then 18 million. And then they have an out where they can cut him after 2023, which they will, by the way. They definitely, there's, I, if, if he plays in 2024 for the Seahawks, I will be shocked. They get out of it. They only, it only costs them 8 million in dead cap. But if they, if they keep them for 2024, it's $23 million cap hit and $24 million cap. Hit. So um, I can see them paying him that too. Yeah. Who knows with how, with how they do it. I just can't believe that they traded two. They don't have their first round pick either, by the way, it's to the jets. I don't think many Seahawks fans actually understand that or know that and not saying that they're ignorant or stupid. I'm just saying like, I don't think a lot of people understand that because they didn't even think that, Oh yeah, Jamal Adams, this was last year's and next year's first round pick. So they don't have the pick. It's a jets pick. So these games are actually incredibly important for them. Cause if it, I actually, it doesn't really matter, but losing them just. Yeah. Puts Imagine a knife. A good put, pick. Yeah, it puts a knife. The knife goes deeper. So. And they gave up the same amount of capital that the Rams gave up for Jalen Ramsey. And uh, I think I've said that t- way too many times on this podcast, but uh, Jalen Ramsey is who the Seahawks wanted to get with Jamal Adams, basically, right? They wanted like Earl Thomas 2.0 back there. And instead they got um, Buster Scrine. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to pick out one. a random safety. Was, give me a random safety. Do you know any random safeties? It's out my head. No, uh, I'm gonna look up a random See? NFL starting safeties. Starting, um, let's see. This is a top 10 list. They put Jamal Adams fourth. You're wrong. That's a terrible list. Um, okay, let's see here. Yep, they got Juan Thornhill. There you go. <laughs> instead, yeah, instead, of, instead of Earl Thomas, they got Juan Thornhill. Who's that? Jeremy Chin with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. They got a little Jeremy Chin on their team. Chuck Clark. <laughs> you know what? Actually, what's crazy is, so uh, you're probably looking at the same list as I am. Landon Collins and Jamal Adams are the same player now. They both can't cover. They both should be playing linebacker. And when they do play in the linebacker position, they're not bad. They're probably plus defensive players. It's just when you put them in coverage, they can't cover. So that's enough about Jamal Adams. That's enough about the Seahawks, in my opinion, for me. I'm picking the mm-hmm. Saints to cover. Benny is picking the Saints to cover. Steve, are you joining the trifecta? Yep. Give me the Saints. The coin? What does the coin say? Heads. The coin is with the Saints. And by the way, when I when I do when I say heads tail, heads is going to the favorite 
every time is what I've tried to do. I haven't tried to like just say random things. So if people haven't followed. Yeah, that would make it that would make it too hard to even follow. Okay, yourself. today today the coin is gone or this pick the coin. A few things at the end here. Again, we aren't a basketball podcast, but the NBA started up. Who is your finals pick, Steve? Uh, give me the Bucks out of the East, mm-hmm. and then give me give me the Nuggets out of the West. Nuggets, wow. I have Lakers over Bucks. Now, I'm going to say a little bit of an anecdote here. I don't gamble on anything besides football and tennis, okay? And I only gamble well on football, sort of well. Well, guess what? Last night, NBA is back. Of course, I'm going to have to take some action. I do a two-team parlay. Bucks minus one and a half. They cover that easily. Lakers minus three and a half. And I'm going to tell you the truth, Steve. I hedged, okay, after the first leg one. I ended up not losing much money. I ended up losing 20 bucks total, okay? So not, not, not bad at all. But I'm going to tell you this. I could have hedged and just bet the Warriors money line at during that game at like plus 1250. Okay. And that's not even a hedge at that point. You're just making a second bet that you either think the Lakers cover. You're basically just hoping that the Warriors win or the Lakers win by four at that point. Now my hedge was the, the Warriors plus four and a half. So if the Lakers would have just won by four, that would have been great. That would have been amazing. But of course, Russell Westbrook's on their team. And I just picked this team to win the finals, by the way. So what I'm doing here is a little bit of blasphemy, okay? Or a little bit of a hypocritical take. But Russell Westbrook was the worst player that stepped foot on an NBA court yesterday in the two games between, between the four teams. And uh, that was one of the nastiest games I've ever, I've ever seen a player play that you expect to do good, especially in his first game with a new team. My take, Westbrook should not be on the court with LeBron. So that means off the bench and not at the end of the game. So he's basically a six man that takes LeBron's bench minutes. So I don't know if that's going to, I don't know how it's going to work out. This is an old team, but we'll see. So enough about, enough about basketball, unless you want to say anything. Basketball preview, want to, want to transition into a basketball preview? Yeah, three hour. Three hour one. No, I gotta go. We should literally <laughs> just make like a 10 hour podcast. <laughs> just cover everything for every sport. Just, just leave our AirPods in for the entire day and then just talk about nothing. Talk about it. We could talk about hockey. You could do some horse horse racing. <laughs> Just cover every all the bases. I wonder how many listens that would get. Because if somebody, if I saw a ten hour podcast, I'm clicking play. I'm not listening to the whole thing, but I'm clicking play. And honestly, no, I'm gonna see what the hell they're talking about. I'll just jump around a few it. hours. I'll go to hour six. <laughs> hour six, we're talking about like water polo. Um, okay, I think that's good. Is there anything yep. else that we're forgetting? I don't think so. Okay. My good friend, Steve, thank you for, Oh, last thing bye weeks, bills, Cowboys, Jaguars, Vikings, Steelers, chargers, a lot of buys this week. That's um, six teams. A lot of good teams. Yeah. A lot of good teams. So doesn't mean this week won't be good. In fact, it means this week will be probably great because there's nothing better than a couple of bad teams cutting it up. Benny's late time. Benny hit 100 minutes going into the last pod. So he is now at, 100 minutes. You know what we're adding on to that? We're adding on three hours because he made yeah, us wait to record like, this for three hours. Three so hours, this is a big jump. This is a huge jump. So that's 100 minutes plus 180 minutes. So Benny is now 280 minutes late. 280 minutes late. We're into week seven. 
that's God, I, I hate the guy. I hate him, but I love him. So, okay, Steve, thank right. you for, thank you for being on. Uh, you're always, you're the rock, my friend, Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> by the way, good rap song. No, they're the Very worst well. rap song of all time. So people need to, people need to cut it out. So, oh, I'm sorry. I kept you, I kept you longer. My bad, Steve. I didn't see the, no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> talk to you later, Steve. Talk to everybody else later. Have a good rest of your night. Bye. Peace.